Team members who take ownership stand out within any organization. Welcome to Effectively Human, where we discuss how to close a knowledge gap between technology and the people who use it. Each week, your host, Morgan Lopes, will share real-life practical tools on how to bridge the gap. Let's jump in. We are going to talk about ownership. When the topic of ownership comes up, the first thing that can come to mind is that of business ownership. And it feels like if the business isn't ours, then surely ownership is not something that we are uh, responsible for or should be considering. But that's actually not what I'm talking about. What I'm referring to as it relates to ownership is about the work, taking responsibility and in many cases, accountability for the work that needs to get done. This could be on an entire project, this could be on a set of features, or it could be as small as on a task. Ownership is part of working as a team and allows organizations to move further, faster. Team members who take ownership stand out within any organization. As we break down this idea of ownership in our work, a distinction that comes to mind is subjective versus objective ownership. Objective ownership implies very specific rules and requirements around how many pull requests, how many commits, how many lines of code are written. In an attempt to spell out objective ownership, it often overlooks the fact that as software engineers, sometimes our greatest contribution to a project can actually be more about the code that isn't written rather than trying to hit some objective standard. So for me, the way that I I prefer to think about ownership is subjective. And having discussions with team members and trying to make it more clear, this, this tension keeps coming up, which is if we define it too clearly, too objectively what ownership means, then that leaves very little room for someone to come in and add value or think outside of the box. And great software is typically written when we are not trying to optimize for hitting a quota, but being really efficient and effective. And in technology, effective code, or effective software can often stand out by the code that's not written. This reminds me of an example. So a few years ago at Polar Notion, we had a client who wanted to see keystrokes from every engineer for every week of the project. We had a team of about six to eight people off and on working on this for many months. And from his perspective, we should have that level of detail every time somebody touches a keyboard. And his hope was to account for all of the work that had been done on the project. What's hard though is keystrokes is not necessarily indicative of great code being written. There were conversations, there were um, brainstorming on whiteboards and all these things. And so merely counting keystrokes is actually optimizing for the wrong thing. They were a large corporation and uh, what he had shared was in their organization, engineers are held accountable and them clocking in and clocking out every day comes back to actually the logged keystrokes on their computer. As I wrestled with this challenge, I realized this is not the type of engineering organization I wanted to create, but I don't think is optimizing for the right behaviors, uh, nor does it take into account an appropriate definition of ownership. So if I had to break down uh, how I would think about ownership, 
without forcing myself to come up with a number of commits and pull requests uh, and conversations to be had around the code. But a subjective definition for ownership, I would then break it into two parts. First and foremost, I would talk about the human element of owning a project, a task, a set of features, and then the technology. So the humans and the tech. When we look into the, the human element of subjective ownership, there are three parts. The internal people, so those we work alongside, the people in our organization. The external, so those outside of our organization or team. And then the roadmap and vision for the product. So all of these, we think about what does it look like to own our work to the people that are connected to it, the internal, the external, and the, the roadmap and the vision, right? Understanding where the product is headed. Those are really the, the three different buckets uh, at New Story. All internal communication happens on Slack. So how it plays out is very different, but then also the level of detail and clarity that is expected internally is often very different than what is external. External communication is uh, typically a little bit more baked or thought through, maybe a little bit more um, you know, presented and typically is not in Slack. It could be in a published format. It could be via email. Uh, and then the last piece, which is the roadmap or the vision. Uh, as we think about owning our project or the work that we are doing, uh, we should have a clear sense and an ability to articulate where this is headed. What is it for? And so there's a, a communication element when we look at ownership. Next is the technology. So as we think about owning technology, I would break it into three parts. Maintaining the technology. This involves um, fixing things that are broken or bugs that emerge. This could fit into a typical support structure. Uh, below that would be um, advancing the technology. So moving the code forward. Right? So as we own a project, not only should the, the program be well-maintained, but it also, it also should be advancing. New features, improvements, reducing technical debt is an advancement of the technology. And then finally is what I would consider like the peripherals or the infrastructure, the performance, uh, the things that allow it to keep running. It isn't inherently maintenance because it might not be broken yet, right? Or nothing, there may not be any uh, problems stemming from these peripherals. It also uh, is not specific to advancing the technology because some of these things just have to exist. It could be keeping uh, credit cards up to date or access permissions and uh, some of the more uh, soft skills that relate to the technology that we write. So when it comes to ownership within technology, it has to be maintained, it has to be advanced, and the peripherals need to be accounted for. And so a software engineer who is owning, taking ownership of that technology uh, isn't necessarily going to do all of those things, but wants to make sure that they uh, are all getting done. So that's a important, an important thing to remember, which is you don't have to do it all. Ownership is not about doing everything. However, it is about being accountable for making sure that the things get done. So this can be delegating. This could be trying to work around a problem so that it doesn't have to involve doing more work. Uh, or in many cases, it could actually involve stepping in and filling a gap that exists in moving the product forward. One of my favorite quotes is that everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, to me, leadership is not a title. It is a mindset. 
We may look at our job, our role, and think, well, I'm just uh, a junior engineer. I just got started at this company. And I do not believe to take ownership of the work that we are doing or to lead, that that has to be something that is bestowed upon us. As we look for ways to set ourselves apart in technology, team members who take ownership of the work, the human element, the technology element, those that truly take ownership on a subjective level beyond just the metrics that are defined. Those who take ownership stand out among their peers. Thanks for listening to Effectively Human. Want to join in on the conversation? Submit your questions on effectivelyhuman.tech to hear them on the show. And of course, subscribe so you never miss a beat.